Welcome to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast, sharing a rundown of tips and strategies to live healthier and happier in a fun way. Now, here's your host, Monica Olivas. Today, I'm talking with Amanda from Run to the Finish. She recently had to face one of the biggest fears for most runners, whether or not to have surgery after battling an ongoing knee injury. And she tried everything first, went to multiple doctors, researched all her other options, and finally decided to go under the knife. And Amanda left no stone unturned when looking into this. So this episode is super informative and inspiring because she's sharing where she is now with her running. And spoiler alert, she's training for a race right now. So it's happy. Plus, we've both done a lot of the same races, including the Jerusalem Marathon. We were in separate media groups invited to that race. So we didn't really get to hang out in Jerusalem, but we kind of talk about that and a couple of other fun things. So this is a good one. And I missed you. In case you're new here, I'm Monica, a former chubby kid turned health coach and former sloth turned marathon runner, I guess. I started Runny Repeat to share my journey, and I'm really happy you're here. Now, let's start off with the warm-up. First, I want to say that I am very bummed that this episode has taken so long to come out. It's 100% my fault. I am the opposite of bummed. I'm very happy that so many people, though, have messaged me or commented or asked me in the Instagram question box, hey, when's the next podcast episode coming out? I really like it. It makes me happy. That little thing just makes it all worth it. And I think that sounds kind of dramatic. Oh, it makes it all worth it. Listen, I'm not a coal miner. You know, I'm not doing crazy manual labor or, I don't know, in some sweatshop even though I am oddly sweaty right now, but that's something else I should address at another time. I just want you to know that anytime you do a screenshot of the show or let me know that you're listening, tag me in it, I just get so happy because it is an odd little dynamic in that for the most part, I feel like we know each other And we have some sort of bond. We have things in common. But I don't get to interact with you as much as it feels like I know you. And I know that oftentimes people feel like they know me. So they'll, when they message me or reach out, they preface it with, I'm not a stalker, but XYZ. And it's like, hello, I'm basically asking people to stalk me because I'm sharing all of this information out there. I expect that, you know, like you're getting to know me and I like feeling like I get to know you through social media. So the the messages and anyone reaching out asking when the next episode is, is awesome. And really, you have to stay on my ass because I'm the worst again. And I say this over and over again. I am not super type A or organized or a person that has it together. Which is why I really actually like talking to Amanda about her research into looking into her injury because I realize that she has it a lot more together. And I appreciate that. I don't judge people that are different than me. I just try to uh, just kind of absorb or be able to take advantage of all of their knowledge, right? Anyways, what I'm trying to say is I like you too. Now, let me give you some very quick updates about what's going on in RER land. I want to keep it short so that we can get to the interview though. First, I've been doing a lot of videos on the Instagram stories and I am at run, repeat. Make sure you're following, answering your questions and they are about anything, running, eating, repeating, a lot of personal life questions actually lately, a lot of questions about dating, if I'm dating, who I'm dating, what happened to Newport. I'm going to address that very soon. But one of the questions is, did you move? Because I am in a different location lately. 
I actually am just house sitting, dog sitting for a friend. So it's very funny to me because I am recording this episode from his home office, which is very nice. I have a gorgeous view. There's trees. Some lady just ran inside her house with a grocery bag. And I'm curious why the running with the grocery bag now. I'm distracted. But it's been a very awesome, fun adventure because this place is a lot fancier than my normal digs. And there is a doggy door. So I don't have to get up in the middle of the night to take Diego out to pee. Speaking of Diego, he's massive. He's massive. I I can't even handle it. He will be five months in two weeks. So should I just say he's four and a half months? Maybe. I did that a little backwards. Anyways, I'm not a mathologist. The point is, Diego is huge. I cannot believe how fast he's growing. He's like a grown man. But he's the best. He's super fun. And that's where we're at. So you could check out, I'll put pictures in the show notes at runeatrepeat.com of Diego. If you missed the last episode, because I actually don't think I've had Diego that long. Maybe it was only one or two episodes that I have even had him. Uh, I got a golden retriever puppy and he was born with a short tail and he's very like a dark orangey red golden retriever. Um, And yeah, we're friends. He's my best friend. Or at least I am trying to make him my best friend because that's all I tell him all the time is you're my best friend, which is a little desperate. I don't know. Anyways, let's get to the interview. Hey, Amanda, I am super excited to talk to you today for the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. And I want to start off with asking you how you became a runner. Okay. So first, I'm super excited to be here. I always love talking to you and anything running makes me happy. I think like a lot of people, I was an athlete growing up, but I only ran when I was in trouble. (laughs) So I hated it. It was punishment. And I even like vividly remember this point in college where my boyfriend at the time wanted to go for a run and we got about a block in and I started hobbling and saying like, oh, my knee hurts. And it didn't hurt, but I really didn't (laughs) want to run. And then transitioned to like a few years later, I had some friends who decided they were going to do a road trip and run the Rock and Roll Nashville Half Marathon. And that was literally all it took was the words road trip. And I was like, sweet, I can run 13 miles. I mean, I couldn't, but I decided (laughs) that I would. And so I started training and it was, you know, hard, but kind of wonderful. I just got really into this idea that I was making progress. And I finished that half marathon and I was just so incredibly proud of myself because I had chosen to do the hard thing. So it was kind of like the first time that no one was forcing me to do anything. I was choosing it all by myself. And really from there, it's been, I guess I'm getting close to like 17 years of running now. Oh, wow. That is awesome. Awesome. How was, I would imagine (laughs) of like all the rock and roll races, like that, that one is amazing. It is a great one. I mean, it's really random. And of course this was back in 2002. So there weren't that many rock and roll races and half marathons and everything were really just kind of starting to catch on. I really kind of caught it, I guess, as the momentum was growing for doing all of this. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I felt because that's like a, I would love to do that race now because I want to go there. Where were you living at the time that you were road tripping from? So I was in school at the university of Missouri. Mm -hmm. So it was a decent haul. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And just like a road trip, that was the incentive. (laughs) That's all it took. (laughs) I love it. So after you finished that, was that like a one and done? Or did you kind of think, I would like to do this again? Where could we do another road trip? How did you keep going? So after that, I really and truly just kept running. I've 
kind of never been the person who needed to have a race. And so I didn't run another race until we went back and ran Nashville again the following year. Mm -hmm. But I kept running and just kind of enjoying it that whole year. After that race is when I started kind of thinking a little more about the idea of PRs. And I did a few like 5k, 10k's here and there. But really and truly in my history of running, I'm the person who averages like two, maybe three races a year. Mm-hmm. And I will still run the exact same number of miles every year, kind of regardless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. But I also love too when someone has because I, I like tradition. So I like when there is like the annual race that people do that it's just like you kind of get together with people or you know this is kind of your race and you go do it every year. I think there's something like nostalgic about that too. Super. Fun. Yeah, I do miss that. Like I don't see most of those people who I did that race with any longer, but that's one of the reasons I do mostly destination races. It's always a chance for me to catch up with other runners that I either know in person or have met through this crazy social media world. (laughs) So I love that aspect. For sure. And you, I know, are super, like you have ran in so many different places, so many awesome places. I don't know. Tell us about some of your favorites. I'm glad that you brought up destination races because I love following you for this. They're so fun. Mm -hmm. So half the time I'm just running somewhere randomly and there's not a race attached to it, but a couple of the ones that were really cool was the Jerusalem half marathon, which you have done that one, right? Yes. Well, I did the full there, but you, the Jerusalem, right? Cause Tina did Tel Aviv race, which was something else, but yeah. And that was very challenging. Yeah, it wasn't an easy course, but it was, I'm glad I did the half because I could still relax and enjoy everything else. But it was just (laughs) interesting to sort of take in everything around you and what you're seeing as you're running. So that was interesting. We did a race in Dublin and it was one of those where they actually took you through the heart of the city. And so I love that. A lot of the times I feel like you kind of get stuck on the outskirts or the highways. And this one was like right smack through everything. So that was pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so awesome. I love that. Was that rock and roll Dublin or what race was that? That was rock and roll Dublin. Uh huh. Cause that's, that one's on my radar too. I love it. I could see this is yeah. why the, this is why this whole thing is so <laughs> perfect. Cause you can get like a heads up from people, you know, like how was that from you? And you see what like the highlights were from people's social media and then you can figure out like, yeah, I want in on that. Oh yeah. I mean, social media feeds the addiction. Like I see where people are running and I'm like, Oh, I need to go there. <laughs> right. Like if it's somewhere super fun. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. And I love yeah. any excuse for like a good costume race, which there hasn't run. Disney has put a hold on races right now in Anaheim at least. And that is major. Oh. Me out Cause I love seeing people's like, I have the most FOMO cause it's so close to me. And when I see people running full on in costume and it's just like, there's so many pictures on social. Oh, I will be signing up for the next race. Like that, that sucks me in every time. That's so funny. I love people's costumes. And like, I I remember you being Ariel one year and everyone's costumes are amazing, but I am the worst at costumes. Like a shirt that says costume is like me going all out. (laughs) This is my costume. (laughs) That's fair enough. I know it just, it's, I am like, and I'm super not like what I would consider crafty. So I think That's why it's so good that it's on social media because in person you can tell that like my seashells are falling off and it's just held together (laughs) with like tape and a prayer. So I don't even know. (laughs) Um, When did you decide to transition or go for the full marathon? So I probably again, like many runners swore up, down, left and right. I would never run a marathon. And then about like late 2006, I'd say a friend of mine who is about a foot taller and a hundred pounds heavier asked me 
to help him run his first marathon. He was like, you're the only person crazy enough to do this with me. And I maybe should have been offended, but instead I was like, it's a compliment. Yeah, I was like, you're right. I am. I can do this. And so we trained through winter in Missouri. Cause that's where I was still at at that point, which is just not enjoyable at all. And ended up running the Oklahoma city marathon in April of 2007. And I actually think that may still to date be like my favorite marathon experience. I, for the most part, was like laughing and giggling throughout the entire race. Like, I can't believe I'm doing this. I had a short stretch from like mile 22 to 23 where I was crying hysterically because I thought it was the worst idea ever. And then, you know, per usual, the wall passes. And I kept going and just finished, like, I felt amazing. Like, my family, my husband kept waiting for me to be like, I'm so tired or something hurts. And I was just on cloud nine. I've never had a marathon feel that good again. <laughs> oh, I love it. That is so awesome. Runner's high It's all funny, the way. though, because, yeah, it felt so good, though, that I refused to another marathon for probably two years. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, I've I've heard from everyone, it's not supposed to be like that. And so <laughs> I was afraid to do another one. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it that was not my first marathon experience. I say that I felt my eyelashes hurt. Like literally everything <laughs> on my body was like inflamed. Like I just felt like a yeah. bruise my entire body. So yeah, that was that's super awesome to kind of have that. <laughs> yeah. Love it. And since then, how many full marathons have you run? So I have only done eight full marathons. That's not only, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) I say only because I'm around too many runners. So I assume everyone has done a ton of them. (laughs) Perspective, perspective, yo. Because in most, like for you to say that, like only people are like, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) That's that's a lot for sure. Mm -hmm. And were you training for something when you originally got injured or how did that kind of progress? Yeah. So beginning of 2016, I was all like honed in on the goal of breaking like a 140 half marathon. And I was like, this is it. This is the year. And then we went to a trampoline park. (laughs) And shortly after that, I could no longer straighten my leg. Um, Yeah. And so it was sort of this weird, like, it's almost hard to describe. But like, if you just think about when you're sitting straight and you would normally just straighten your leg, my leg was always just kind of bent. Like I was sitting in a chair um, and I could not forcibly make it any straighter. And the problem was as that kept going, it became more and more painful to just walk because you're walking with one leg kind of bent and the other one striding out. And I went to, oh gosh, a bunch of different doctors and tried a bunch of different stuff because I was determined to fix it and feel better and get back to running. Mm -hmm. And also to prove to people that running is not bad for your knees (laughs) because I knew that was going to be the first thing I was going to get. Right. So my osteo doctor definitely confirmed like, no, running is not bad for your knees you know, I had a knee tracking issue, which could have caused some issues. But for most runners, knee issues are because we're weak in our hips or our glutes. So it was just good confirmation for me when he said that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so kind of the process for me of getting all the way to deciding to have surgery was that I did try a lot of things. I tried PRP, which is where they take out some of your blood. They like divide the platelets and then shoot those back into you. And the idea is that your platelets should kind of help with recovery. But what it does first is it creates a boatload of inflammation Mm -hmm. (laughs) to get your body to try and send all the cells to that area to recover. And 
things for me got dramatically worse after that. Other oh, wow. people have had uh-huh. good results, but for me, it was, it was awful. I'm so glad I tried it because I wouldn't have known. I went through seeing three different osteo doctors. Um, the first one just said, let's wait it out. I'm going to give you a cortisone shot. And <laughs> like, like most runners, I don't, I didn't know that much about cortisone shots. So after that, I started doing a ton of research and I actually wrote an article for runner's world magazine about it because I came so passionate about helping other people understand that like they aren't really the best option. Like you can get one and that's okay. But a lot of people end up getting multiple and right in a joint, it actually breaks down the tissue. And so you're more likely to just get repeated injuries afterwards. Mm -hmm. And so that was really interesting too. Cause of course I did again, what most runners do. I got the shot and I started running immediately And, you know, it didn't actually fix the issue. So things got worse. Um, The second doctor said, I think maybe we should just replace your whole knee. And that sounded extreme to Mm -hmm. me. Like I trusted them and they were a smart person. But I also knew that if I did that, I was signing up for years of repeated surgeries because knees only last so long once you replace them and you have to keep doing it over and over. Mm-hmm. So finally I was like, okay, one more doctor, let's get one more idea. And he took a look and kind of came away with like, let's look at a few different things. And finally we're at about month eight of me dealing with this injury. And I went in ready to be like, I just want you to go in and do an exploratory surgery. I don't even care. Let's figure out what this is. Just cut me open, Doc. (laughs) Seriously, like I was like, we have done everything. I don't know. Like you've taken so many MRIs and color contrasts, and like I don't care. Just do something, anything. And he came into that same meeting with almost the same idea. He's you know, sports medicine focused. So he wanted me to be able to run. And he was like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go in. I see that maybe you have what's called a fat pad behind your knee. And it looks like maybe that slid down a little bit and that's causing the impingement, but we'll clean up anything we see. And, you know, he was like, I can't guarantee you anything, but at this point I feel like it's your best option. And I was on board. So I know for a lot of people, that seems very strange, but it was eight months of continuing to get worse and being less and less able to do anything that I wanted. So I was willing to go through surgery if it meant I would get back to doing what I love. And, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. So surgery ended up being, they cleaned up some cartilage, they cleaned up the meniscus, they cleaned up that fat pad and then they realigned my kneecap. And that was actually the part that took a little bit longer to come back from because it's kind of like shifting your gait and using muscles to pull your kneecap into a different spot. Mm-hmm. So, Did they ever, um, like, what was your formal diagnosis? Did you have one or is that kind of part of the problem is they weren't able to name it so they didn't know how to fix it? That was exactly it. They couldn't name it. They were like, well, we can't see a flap from your meniscus that would cause this. We can't see like, they just couldn't ever come up with anything that should be physically causing the, you know, the leg to be unable to straighten. And I had even done PT, like I had done acupuncture. I had worked with a chiropractor. I tried everyone and everyone was just kind of stumped. Like, we don't know. So (laughs) that's where I was also just kind of like, okay, if no one knows, then like really the only thing you can do is actually just look inside the knee. Like that's kind of all that's left. Mm -hmm. And luckily that did seem to resolve things for the most part. So I would say I'm back to like 98% extension. I've noticed that after I've done a couple races post surgery and there's a good 30 days after that race where things can be a little dicey. So like I did a race a couple weeks ago now, and even though it doesn't hurt per se, 
if I go run, I'll notice that afterwards I have a slight bend that Mm -hmm. I have to really work to get out of. So I still don't exactly know the cause, but as long as I can kind of maintain it and keep doing all the PT, hopefully I'll be good for many more miles. For sure. So how long after the first injury did you end up having the surgery? So I would say from injury to surgery was about eight months. Uh And then after surgery, I literally made physical therapy my job. Mm -hmm. I was like, I am determined to come back from this. And, you know, I had well-meaning friends who kept saying like, don't worry, you'll run again. And I was just kind of thinking like, it never crossed my mind that I would not run again. Like, that's not an option. I'm going to run again. It's just how well will I run? And so I would go to PT and then, you know, they tell you, here are the exercises, do them three times a day, man. I did them all three times a day, Mm -hmm. every day. And so within about 10 weeks, I was back to doing some running and everyone was pretty shocked. Like the doctor gave me the go ahead. He said, as long as you feel fine, I don't care. And the PT gave me the go ahead. So I was already within about 10 weeks back to starting to build some miles again, which was really exciting. That is so amazing because you were off for so long and struggling with it for so long that it's not just the time from surgery, but really the time from your original injury when you were showing up, you know, in 100% style that, yeah. Which honestly was the biggest mental hurdle for me. So physically I started coming back, but I had this expectation of, you know, 15 years of running where like, it was easy for me to run 30 to 40 miles a week. Like a 10 mile run was just a nice little Saturday. (laughs) And so now like, yeah, I had a whole year of not being able to do maybe more than a couple miles at a time. And it took my brain a really long time to kind of register that and figure out like, why does endurance feel so hard? And it was because I hadn't done it in so long. So honestly, for me, that was, that was a harder part of coming back was kind of just having to go back to the idea that I'm a beginner and Mm -hmm. I had to celebrate everything. Like it was brand new. It was (laughs) the first time I ran five miles the first time I ran a double digit run. um, And I still kind of feel that way. It's still been a real process of building back. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I feel like that is such a big part of it. So how did you deal with that? When you were starting to get back? Was it kind of looking at it like that? Like I'm going to run three miles or however much it is and just give yourself credit for that? Or were there any kind of I don't know, like mental tricks or mantras that you used to help yourself stay positive? Yeah, I think that for me was one of the keys. So even when I was in that 10 weeks where I wasn't yet running, like I got excited the first day I walked 15 minutes by myself. And so I just decided at that moment, like, okay, that's what it's going to take. I'm going to have to get excited every time I do something that is a little bit farther or better than what I did before. Otherwise I'm going to get super frustrated. And so I kept that attitude all the way through, I think kind of, like I said, maybe building up to that eight, nine mile range. And that's when I started getting frustrated. Cause that's when I started having the, like, why doesn't this feel easy yet? It should feel like it used to feel. And when that would kind of creep in, I, one, would go to the trails and out here in Denver, I've been super lucky since we moved here to have that as an option because on the trail, you kind of let go of pace. Like some points it's going to be so hard that you walk Mm -hmm. and you're just in a good place. And that would always just kind of help me a little bit mentally to be like, you know what? I'm out here. I get to do this again whatever I get out of it is enough. And that like little reset, I feel like was really helpful for me. Yeah. And I've talked about that um, 
on the show before that trail running is so different that it is like a different sport in terms of the vibe, in terms of the pace, competitiveness, and just like the, the first trail run that I ever did was actually a trail race. I had never run on a trail and I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna do this race. And like, I remember turning a corner and seeing like everyone, there was like a big hill and everyone was walking. And to me, who had only done road races, I was like, wait, what am I doing? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I know those people are super fast. And like, I don't think I should run up this hill past them. Like, where's the rule book? It was just so different that I was like, I don't know. Hey, I'm new here. Someone explain this to me. (laughs) Yes, I really so I mean, I've been running, like I said, almost 17 years. And until we moved to Denver about three years ago, that was all road running. Mm -hmm. And so trails, was a massive, like kind of mind blowing thing. Like you said, I was like, wait, we're going to walk and that's okay. Yeah. I mean, it's so crazy. (laughs) Yeah. It's so crazy. Just like the whole vibe is so awesome. And yeah, it just, I, I really appreciate trail running for that. Yeah. Have you done any trail races? I have done one trail race, um, which was out in Oregon and that was a 10 K and that was actually just a couple months before I had knee surgery. So it was probably one of those, like, should I, or shouldn't I have done it things other than the doctor had said, like, you can't possibly make it any worse. So mm-hmm. <laughs> for a runner, that's basically a green light. <laughs> right? I mean, like, You're like, yes. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) So, and that was a lot of fun. Um, And then after that, yeah, I had the surgery and stuff. So I haven't done anything else since then. Um, I kind of have this like big pie in the sky goal to do an ultra. Um, And so I'm hoping as I keep building back and feeling good, maybe that'll be on the horizon. Mm -hmm. That's so amazing. So since the surgery you've done a half marathon, right? Yep. I've done two half marathons. The first one was in June and that was just kind of like my mental, okay, I need to see if I can do this again. (laughs) Like I had one goal for the race and it was simply to run from start to finish without stopping and without crying because of pain or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So the race itself was great. Um, as soon as I finished though, my knee did look like a balloon and I was freaked out. And so I headed back to the doctor and that's where we kind of got into the, like, yeah, it's going to take a while. This is some inflammation. It's okay. Like you can keep running. And so I just did my second half a few weeks ago and no knee pain, um, no swelling afterwards. And I got back to my goal of working back into my sub two half marathons. So that's getting me really excited for next year and feeling like I can keep kind of maybe pushing the pace. Seriously, that is so awesome. That is like really awesome. And I I feel like there are so many people that have injuries that are very heartbreaking and frustrating. And this gives people so much hope, you know, for you to kind of stick with it and overcome. And it just, it's so, so awesome. Yeah. So first, congratulations. Like, I feel like that needs to be like noted and punctuated right there, because that is amazing. (laughs) What did you do anything while you were kind of off running either before or after surgery, like any cross training or any other activity that kind of helped keep you sane when you couldn't run? Yeah. So I've only had one other major injury in all the time that I've been running and that was my IT band. And it was one of those where I knew it was bad. And then I forced myself to finish a race. And then for six months, I couldn't do anything. And at that point, I was just miserable and sad and cranky and a horrible person (laughs) because (laughs) I couldn't run. So this time around, I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do that again. I decided I would really use the fact that I had created a habit and just kind of force myself to do some of the stuff that I didn't always love. 
I used the time I would have been running to do a lot more strength training than I've ever done in my life. I finally started trying like the Pilates reformer. I got back into doing yoga, really all the things that helped me also come back from surgery faster because I had built up the strength in all of those other muscles to help my body kind of recover. Um, I, so I did that. If, if it was a day where I could run a little bit, I got really fantastic at the KT tape and that would help me run a couple miles pain-free. So I would use that or ride on the bike, but I stayed extremely active considering everything that was going on. Yeah. I love that. I love that you mentioned KT tape because I was going to ask you too. Did you ice after runs? Were you like doing anything for recovery as well when you were starting to ramp back up? Yeah. So it's sort of funny. I found heat actually worked a lot better, partially because I was trying to get those muscles to keep relaxing mm-hmm. and letting go so they would lengthen back out. So I'm a big fan of the Epsom salt bath and big fan of getting in the hot tub. I swear that helps. Compression, I also swear by. I wear it a ton. And then for me, one of the biggest things that I did pre and post-surgery was I really tried to look at all the things I could do that were anti-inflammatory. So anything I could do to help my body. So for me, that meant like looking at the foods I was eating, taking things like turmeric, And just that kind of stuff. And I really do think it helped because I didn't take any, I took half a pain pill like the day after surgery and I didn't like the way it made me feel. So I didn't take anything else after that. Um, But I was taking stuff like the turmeric and I think just, you know, really focusing on anything I could do to help that inflammation. And I think that helped a lot. Mm -hmm. Do you still use the KT tape? Um, when you run now? I don't. I used it for a little while after surgery, but it was mostly, there's like this really cool spider web effect you can do with it that helps with swelling. Mm -hmm. But my goal after surgery was not to use it because I didn't want my body to rely on it. And I didn't want to mask any pain that was happening. And luckily, so far, I have not really needed it. But leading up to surgery, I mean, it really was incredible. And in fact, it's sort of crazy. I did a video on exactly how I used it. And the number of people who have written me an email that it helped them get running was, is crazy. So I don't, I didn't really know that much about it before this injury. And now I'm a super believer in it. I love it. Yeah. And I was just asking because I feel like I see so many people that it seems like they are always wearing it, you know, like it just is part of their gear that they put on. Mm -hmm. So I was just curious if you had kind of like kept it up. Yeah. And that's, I think it's such a great tool, but I don't like the idea that we're using it to mask what's actually wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's why I really didn't want to use it. And I feel like I'm, I'm glad I made that choice. I probably would have pushed farther faster <laughs> if I had been using it. And I don't know that that would have been a good thing. For sure. And I feel like because it is like so strong and effective, if you don't do it right, you could do it wrong and hurt yourself too. So it's just like, you just want to make sure that you know what you're doing. You're not just slapping tape on your body in certain yeah. directions. I'll put a link to your YouTube video because I know that people are like, let's see, I want to see the video. So yeah, you can <laughs> see how you did it because I'm sure you're just like so awesome about being like just researching and being very thorough. So I'll definitely link to that. Are you training for anything now? I think next up is going to be maybe the Phoenix Half Marathon, which is in February. So I think that'll be the next goal and just kind of keep working that pace back down. I'm still a little ways off of a PR for sure. But if I can keep whittling it down, that'll be success for a while. For sure. And you've like made such strides, you know, running pun strides. But um, (laughs) (laughs) like it's so amazing how how much you're already like in it back to doing it. I just, I think it's, it's very, very impressive, especially after 
the struggle for so long, right? To the point where people are trying to reassure you that you'll run again, (laughs) as if it's a maybe, right? Like, that's how serious the people around you potentially thought it was. And it is very impressive to like, be like, Oh, yeah, so I've done two half marathons since I'm in it. Yeah, thank you. Love it. Okay, let me ask you some favorites questions. To start with, what is your kind of favorite race that you've run out of all of the, any distance anywhere? Let's see my favorite, you know, the Philadelphia marathon was actually really great. It was not like one of my best races, but the crowd support, the course, I was really impressed with it. That I've got to look into that one. I actually, I think Ashley from healthy happier had mentioned that one. Um, yeah, I'm super. Yeah, it's a really great like fall marathon, especially for people who maybe didn't get into New York or Chicago. It's like a good time of year, and yeah, it's a good option. Love it, love it. What running shoes are you running in right now, or what are kind of your favorites at the moment? This one is sort of surprising. I have not run in Nikes for I don't know how long, but I got a pair of the Nike Epic Fly Knit React, and now I have three pairs of them. (laughs) I am shocked by how much I love them. I think because they're a fairly neutral shoe, they are one of the most cushioned shoes I have run in, but so extremely light. Yeah, I'm kind of obsessed right now. Oh, I've got to check out those because that's, I picture them not seeming very cushiony, but I might be yeah. thinking about another one. Yeah, they're very cushioned and so light. Love it. Um, outside of shoes, what is your must have item of running gear? Ooh, right now. So the one thing that I have not bought myself in a while is a new GPS watch. And that's what I'm putting on my wish list because I know I maybe don't need it, but I really, really want one of the newer ones because, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, gadgets and gizmos. I like all that stuff. Um, otherwise, I really love my compression tights. So CWX makes, they're called Stabilix tights um, and just the way they wrap around they're especially great for IT band or people who have knee issues and I love those for long runs mm-hmm. I've seen those I think they have them at Roadrunner and I always think they look kind of cool even though the design seems <laughs> to be meant to help with the compression but I like how there's some of them have the wraparounds in like different accent colors yep love it is there a GPS watch that is on your radar in particular that you are asking for, or you just want? So, yeah, I mean, the Garmin Phoenix is like all over the place. So that one looks fun. Um, the other one though, is actually, um, Sunto has a couple of Spartan watches and I like those because I've been spending more time on the trails. And so they will do better at measuring like altitude and elevation. And I would love to better gauge some of that because, you know, we'll start some runs up like 8,000 feet. And I forget how different that is for breathing and why those feel so hard. And I think being able to come home and really track and see all of that would also mentally be useful. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And then if you're doing races in different elevations, you know, like, you know yourself, you know how your body reacts. That is so interesting. What have you been listening to lately while you're running or working out? Um, Podcasts are definitely my go-to right now. And for a long time, it was like Rich Roll and Tim Ferriss and Ben Greenfield. Lately, I've been on kind of a business kick. So I've been testing out some new podcasts, like I think it's the Influencer Podcast and Pat Flynn. So I've been kind of testing those out. I I used to, you know, what's so funny is I just kind of discovered the Ben Greenfield podcast that (laughs) I I feel like it was probably on my radar and I just haven't like actually listened to it. And now I've drank the Kool-Aid. I'm so into it. I'm so into it. (laughs) It's so like 
sciencey and nerdy, but since I write very research stuff, like I get sucked into like all the stuff that he's talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, too, because I like, yeah, I, I mean, we can listen to anything that has someone's opinion, but I think that because <laughs> it is his opinion with like so much research and he talks to experts that are so science based, you know, and yeah. I just like all I don't know how many times I go I have to like jump back after rewind it, you know, like 15 30 seconds, because I'm like, wait a second, let me process that. Again. Yes, like just with different <laughs> things. I'm so into it. But it's extra funny, because I used to listen to Pat, Pat Flynn. And I haven't been like, I, I'm like the opposite where like I was listening yeah. to more like those kinds of like businessy podcasts and like that has kind of fallen off. And now I'm so into Ben Greenfield. That's really yeah. Cool. I definitely go through phases. Yeah. I like Rich Roll too. I feel like he talks a little slow or like monotone for me to listen to while running most of the time. Um, yeah. I like him. I definitely, I feel like it's, changed a little bit recently I liked some of his older stuff when he was talking mostly to athletes and I would like their pursuits would kind of psych me up Mm -hmm. but yeah a lot of stuff lately has been a little more on the meditation side and which is all great but yeah for running it's a little a little slow yeah save that for a walk um what is your favorite post-run or post-race victory lap Oh, good question. Post race, I'm usually, like I said, doing a destination race. So I just love exploring wherever we are. Like here come the compression pants again, man, I'll put them on and I will go explore wherever we are. Um, at home, a really good run usually means that I've got a lot of creative ideas going. And so I tend to run in and like start typing on the computer to try and remember as many of them as I can. Mm -hmm. I stop mid run all the time. If I have a good idea and just like make a little note in my Google keep because I will, I, (laughs) I do a thing where like I hold out my fingers and kind of keep repeating like, if I have three ideas, I'll try to keep repeating those three. That's a good <laughs> idea. That is, I really yeah. like that. That's a little fun yeah. trick. What is your favorite thing to eat after a race or long run? After? I don't know about after. Oddly, I don't usually care after, but before it's pizza. <laughs> Okay. The night before, yeah, the night before, I love my pizza. Pizza pre long run, um, and even though I'm generally dairy free, pizza is like my exception to the rule. And yeah, that's that's the pre race or pre run long run go to. Love it, love it. Pizza's good anytime. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How can we follow along on your travel, running, other adventures? Yes. So runtothefinish.com is the website um, where I usually post three new running articles every week. And then on all social media platforms, it's run to the finish. So that's the easy way to find me everywhere. I hope that was super fun and informative. I'll put links to Amanda's website and social media handles on runeatrepeat.com. And I will actually also put a couple of links to my Jerusalem Marathon recap. We mentioned it today, like I said, and it's one of my favorite races, probably in the top five ever. And I have done over 30 full marathons, over 50 half marathons, and this is top five easy. So I always get excited when I get the chance to kind of think about it in my head movies again. And again, all of that is on runeatrepeat.com. Now let's get to the awards. First place goes to the book Becoming by Michelle Obama. I listened to it recently. Loved, loved, loved it. And I really wanted to be in a book club. I want to start a book club. Maybe we can have some sort of podcast book club because there were times as I was listening and I listened to books on Audible, but obviously it's the same thing if you were to read it. There were times when I wanted to talk to someone who had already 
you know, read the book, listened to it, or was in the middle of it. And I stopped, I quoted it. I did a couple of Insta stories. I think it's really good. I really like just like in reality TV, when you get this peek behind the scenes of things. And I feel like there was a good amount of that. And I just, I'm a fan. So highly recommend if you haven't read it or listened to it yet. I'm all about it. After that, I had another book on my wish list, The Can't Hurt Me. That was, I think it's one of those ones too, that's kind of like a a bestseller, highly recommended. I'm conflicted on that one. And also want to talk about it. So we might have to discuss some sort of virtual book club podcast situation. Let me know your thoughts on that. But that was first place. Second place goes to the guy who detailed my car yesterday. And maybe I should write a Yelp review instead of this. (laughs) Maybe I'll do. I'm going to do both, actually, because he did an amazing job. But at the end of it, he says that. Uh, after he kind of does the service for people, he offers to pray for them if they have anything that they need prayers for. And I was like, yes. So he kind of asked me and it was obviously very polite and he treads very lightly on it because it could be a weird situation, right? But I'm like, yes, yes. Give me all the prayers. <laughs> and I was telling my mom, I'm like, I'm not going to turn down a prayer. She was like, well, some people do. And I'm, <laughs> I wanted to tell him, hey, If anyone turned it down today too, like go ahead and pile that on here. Give me theirs because I will accept and I need all the prayers I can get. So amen to that. He was super awesome. And I thought that was very sweet. So I don't know. I just, I'm a fan of that. That's second place. Third place is a turn for the super frivolous. And third place goes to recipes in general, specifically recipes that include chocolate chips. I've noticed that most recipes that include chocolate chips don't require the whole bag of them. So there's always extra. And that just makes me happy. I feel like that is some sort of happy plan that the great recipe makers of the world have worked out in our favor. Go chocolate chips. Now, if you have a question or topic idea, let me know. You can email repeat at gmail.com or you can call the voicemail line. That's 562-888-1644. You can do it mid-run, which some people have done and I think is really awesome and fun. And also, I like to know what you're doing right now. So if you are stopping mid-run for a break, a stretch, some water, take a screenshot or selfie and tag at running repeat on Instagram so I can see it and let me know what you're doing or where you are right now. That's one of my favorite things. And I really appreciate you listening. Have a great one. Thank you for listening. For show notes, recipes, discounts, and more, go to www.runeatrepeat.com. You can also connect with Monica on Instagram by following at Run Eat Repeat and on Facebook by going to Facebook.com slash Run Eat Repeat. Be sure to subscribe to the show and please rate and review in your podcast app.